Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to Getting Heaven in the People. I'm Dave, and we are on day nine of a 40-day journey where we're learning and praying about how to cultivate greater spiritual freedom. Last time, we explored who we are as people, and we discovered that if we want to change our whole lives, we have to start by changing the different parts of who we are, our thoughts, emotions, hearts or our wills, our bodies, our social or relational aspect, and finally, our souls. So today, we're going to begin by thinking about our thinking. In fact, I'd like for us to be rethinking how we're thinking. So reflect for a moment with me. If you didn't have something you were intentionally choosing to think about, what do you default to thinking about? Where does your mind go when there's nothing that you're intentionally choosing to allow it to be occupied by? Is this default mode positive or is it more negative? For me in recent months, my default thinking has been towards some of the ways that I've been slighted or hurt or felt like I've been dealt an unfair hand of cards. And while that's honest and maybe not necessarily wrong, it makes me wonder, is that default mode of thinking going to shape my life in the way that I would want it to? Is it going to put me on the right direction or course or path of life in which I want to go? Is it going to bring me greater freedom and joy? Or is it going to increasingly build levels of resentment and despair in an increasing measure? In my case, typically my default mode leads to greater resentment. But if you're struggling with breaking the negative narratives that pervade your thought life, then I believe there is hope for you and for me, hope in a positive way forward that I would love for us to explore together in the following moments. Dallas Willard writes in Renovation of the Heart, the ultimate freedom we have as human beings is the power to select what we will allow or require our minds to dwell upon. We are not totally free in this respect, but we do have great freedom. Let me just read that once more. The ultimate freedom we have as human beings is the power to select what we will allow or require our minds to dwell upon. We are not totally free in this respect, but we do have great freedom. Ultimately, this freedom, Willard contends, is for focusing on and retaining God in our thoughts. So I'd like for us to take a few moments to just choose to dwell on the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through his word. I believe this can be cleansing, like a washing of our thoughts, that we might get a fresh capacity and ability and even desire to want to direct our minds toward our triune God 
who's directing his thoughts and love to you this very moment. So I'll prayerfully and slowly just read through three different passages of Scripture right now and allow God's thoughts to think within your thoughts right now. Direct your mind to him. Psalm 16, 8. I keep the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely or beautiful, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Colossians 3, 1 through 2, and then verses 15 to 17. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I just love the capacity that scripture has to help reset and renew our minds for the purpose of being transformed more and more into the image of Christ. One of the threads that Paul weaves through these two sections in Philippians and Colossians that I just want to draw to our attention and think about for a little bit is that of gratitude. I am convinced that gratitude to God for who he is, what he has done, and what he is doing has the potential of powerfully reshaping our negative default modes of thinking. In fact, Ignatian scholar David Fleming suggests that sin is ultimately a failure of gratitude. Sin is ultimately a failure of gratitude. Sin, which has the impact of destroying community, waging war in your soul, overcoming your thoughts, it ultimately arises, Fleming contends, because of a failure of gratitude in God that leads to trust in him. So to overcome sin, especially as it relates to our thought life, he believes we should endeavor to become too grateful to sin. Just imagine yourself right now for a moment of being the kind of person who would be too grateful, too appreciative, too present to God to be able to sin. 
So let's apply this idea to our thinking, because we have freedom, as Willard writes, to a very significant extent to choose what we put before our minds. And one of the ways to begin to choose gratitude is by remembering who God is. At the very heart of the essence of God, as 1 John tells us, is that God is love. God is love loving. God is love loving you. And because God is love, love loving, love pursuing, love giving, some theologians describe God as being altogether gift. God is altogether gift. Just try on that idea for size for a moment. The Father is the giver. The Son is the given. The Spirit is the giving. Which means your life this day, this very moment is sheer, pure gift. A gift and opportunity to receive God's love, to be with him, even if our circumstances are far from what we would choose. Now, going back to some of my own default modes of thinking, what helps me most is that when I remember that God is altogether gift, that he has given himself to us in Christ, given us life as his beloved daughters and sons, this starts to reprogram, reshape that negative narrative of my default thinking. Remembering that God is gift, giving to me, giving to us today, this very moment, it shifts my perspective from one of resenting to one of receiving to being present, to enjoying, to savoring the sacredness of this very moment. Remembering that God is altogether gift shifts my perspective from one of resenting to one of receiving because gifts are before me to behold this very moment. And this dwelling on God through my thoughts opens my life to receive his love, which is cleansing, which is freeing, which is empowering which subverts the ways the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy in my thoughts. So friends, to change our lives, maybe this is the very moment that we need to consciously choose and intend to change our thinking. That's at the heart of the idea of repenting. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. To repent is changing the way you're thinking and acting in light of the reality that God's kingdom is here. God's kingdom is available to you through the life the death and the resurrection of Jesus, the Savior who has given all to give us life. God so loved the world that he gave, and God so loves the world that he continues to give. And so may you change the way you are thinking of God to see him as altogether gift. And in the receiving of his giving love, may your heart, every aspect of you, overflow with gratitude that you may be too grateful to sin. And may your thoughts be enthralled by the depth, the height, and the width of the love of God. And may you set your mind on these beautiful realities and find freedom from whatever negative narratives hold you back or weigh weigh you down. May you set your minds on things above now and always for the glory of God. We'll see you soon.